Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, it's hour number two of the Rocky Boyman Show, News Radio 700 WLW. It's a pleasure, as always, to be with you. So here we are, uh, halfway through the baseball season. Reds are 39 and 49, nine and a half out of first. They are actually seven games better than they were a year ago. And, and a year ago, I should say. Um, and look, you and I have lived this season on a nightly basis on the extra inning show. We, we know a lot of the, we, we know the big issue is of course the pitching, the starting pitching. But, but my question is I want to focus on the everyday eight. Let's put pitching aside. Everybody and their brother knows that the Reds need better pitching, better starting pitching. But what about the everyday eight? Are they in a position to be, if overnight or in the next year, this team solved the pitching problem would the rest be in order? Would the everyday eight be good enough to make this a contending ball club? A contending ball club. Join us right now on the show is our good friend of the show, Chad Doxson of Red Leg Nation. Chad, how are you, buddy? Doing really good. Good to talk to you again, Rocky. You too. So you heard my, my little intro there. Again, I, I want to focus on the everyday eight. And as I look down the list here, you got Votto is, of course, Joey Votto, right? Third highest batting average among first basemen, number one in RBIs. Uh, Kozar is having an all-star season as well. Second highest average of shortstops. Um, you got uh, Duvall and Shebler are both in the top five in home runs in Major League Baseball. So there's a lot of a lot of good things about this everyday eight. But then, of course, you got Billy Hamilton, who's right now he's doing pretty well, but he's very streaky from a whole you know from a whole general standpoint. He's a guy that doesn't get on base enough. You got um, I would say Mezzarocco is exactly shown he's back from the injury standpoint of course you even have some of the the bullpen so so from an everyday eight standpoint chad give me your synopsis on how good is this team pitching aside i think this team uh if you exclude the starting pitching starts to look awfully good as a matter of fact i think this team uh, not just you know the everyday eight but also the bullpen and, and defensively it's one of the top two teams in the league by some metrics so i think that if you just want to exclude the starting pitching, I think the Reds are in awfully good position. Votto is, of course, Votto. Uh, but up and down the lineup, I think you can make a case that you've got people that are, are legitimately above-average offensive contributors everywhere except for at two positions. And you, and you mentioned Hamilton, who has his own uh, his own things that sort of recommend him. He's great defensively, and he's, he does crazy things when he's able to get on the base, uh, on the base pass. So, uh, if that's all we're going to limit our conversation to, I can talk all day about this offense because I think I think they're good. No, they're certainly good. But again, it's one thing being good, and it's another thing being hey, we're we're in the mix of things and really uh, you know really contending for a very very tough division here in baseball. You mentioned center field. You could also say second base. Jose Peraza yes. is still kind of a a question mark. Not that your second baseman needs to be you know, just, you know, leading the league in, in batting average or anything like that. But uh, but you think that pitching aside, just the, these every – if he took the same everyday eight into next year and the Luis Castillo's developed and Homer Bailey, you know, continued on, Brandon Finnegan got healthy, uh, Malley got – you know, you would say this would be a, a contending baseball club. 
there's no question in my mind that this team, as currently constructed, if you add a, a decent pitching staff to it, can be a wild card uh, contender at least next year. You know, I think you should talk about Peraza, and if this is the team we're contending right now, Peraza's probably not starting. Scooter Jeanette's probably starting more often. But they're using a year where they're not going to compete, the Reds are, in order to see what they've got in Jose Peraza, to see if he can be the long-term guy. He's still just 23 years old. Mm. So uh, they don't quite know. He's not been great. He certainly uh, he's not been good. But the Reds don't know just yet what they have. So, but if, if they were contending, they'd have Scooter Jeanette probably playing more at second base. And, and you know, who knows, we might have uh, Jesse Winker up here playing more often uh, in the major leagues and maybe Hamilton not playing as much, uh, trying to get uh, Sheber into center field some. I think they'd be making some different decisions about who was actually playing if they were competing for a playoff spot this very second. Now, so, yeah, now, I, I think. Well, let me yeah, ask ahead. you, because that's a good point. But I, I wonder, because I often wonder that this is a team, I think Brian Price, as well as. Everybody in the city knows this team is not going to win the division. They're not going to go to the World Series, all that. So why, Chad, in your opinion, are we not seeing more of Jesse Winker in, in the lineup more, trying to, trying for that, that leadoff spot? Why are we not seeing more of Shebler in center field? Why are we not seeing you know some other pieces? Why are we not seeing maybe more Scooter Jeanette? Why are we not seeing uh, you know some of these other guys down in the minor leagues at this point if this is, in fact, a rebuilding season? I think it's an excellent point regarding Winker. I think he probably should be getting some more playing time up here. And I would not be surprised if uh, the Reds thought, as I thought going into the season, that at some point either Duvall or Shebler are going to sort of show they're not really capable of holding uh, a big league job. And uh, and Shebler was the most likely candidate for that at age 26. And uh, as a matter of fact, he's been very good. And so they thought they could, might be able to get uh, Winker into one of those corner outfield spots. And I just don't see any sense – uh, in order to get Winker into the lineup at this point, you really kind of got to look at uh, taking Hamilton out of the lineup more often. And um, ordinarily he's hurt. And so there's a, an opportunity to get Winker in the lineup that way. <laughs> Sorry. You're but, right. You're completely right. You're right. He's usually hurt. So you, you kind of by default have that opportunity. Yes. Go on. Yeah, those, yeah. These things sort of work themselves out with injury and poor play sometimes. And they haven't for the Reds because they've had good play from the corner outfielders. And the Reds just aren't willing to give up on Billy Hamilton yet because he's elite in certain areas and sometimes shows flashes of uh, being able to be an offensive contributor, and he's only 26 years old. So they're not ready to cut bait on a guy like that just yet, considering that he's an elite athlete and probably the best defensive center fielder in baseball and certainly the best base runner in baseball. So uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, I would love to see them try to get Jesse Winker more time in the big leagues because this guy's the real deal too, and I think he's the guy that's going to really help the next good Reds team. Chad Dotson of Alert Red Leg Nation joining us on the show. Follow him on Twitter at Dotson C. Um, when do you think, uh, Chad, that I guess at what point in the season are they going to start to make some some final judgments on people? And I'm speaking of base, you know, more so like like you know Robert Stevenson. Guy's been around a long time. We kind of know who he is. Uh, you know, some of these other pitchers on this staff. When do you think the Reds will kind of say, okay, look, we, we finally know what this guy is and he's not part of the future, and let's start to look more towards that future? When do you think that is? Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily even this year for a guy like Stevenson. He's only 24 years old. And so, you know, uh, given the fact that he's only 24, you don't really have to make that decision right now. Uh, a guy like Cody Reed in the minor leagues, a guy like uh, Amir Garrett's a little older than those guys. So I think that some of that, those questions could go into next year. But what's going to happen is some of these young pitchers are going to start to take that step forward. It looks like Luis Castillo might be that guy. You know, um, If Finnegan comes back, Finnegan's in that mix. And so 
uh, at some point, some of these guys are going to lose by default if they don't start showing that they can uh, be counted on to be trusted. I'm, I'm speaking mostly about Cody Reed and, and uh, Robert Stevens and, of course, Rookie Davis as well. Uh, so, Right. So, in other words, sort of like, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of open to that. It's, it's basically Price and, and, and Dick Williams are waiting for someone to seize that opportunity. The, the door is wide open. Somebody yeah. come in and, and nail it down, and then that'll kind of take care of itself rather than, than making that, you know, make the decision for the, for the management, in other words. Yeah, and just this week, you know, Castillo's looked good in the last uh, 10 days or so. Uh, Sal Romano came up and had a really good start, showed some uh, maturity in learning from what he did wrong the first time using the big leagues. We're starting to see a little bit. I think the last 10 days, actually, is uh, just about as exciting a time to have been a Reds fan as there's been in a while because some of these pitchers are starting to establish themselves a little bit. Some people are starting to get healthy, and, and all of a sudden you can squint a little bit and see what the Reds are hoping to be next year. From a pitching standpoint, because again, that that's the big issue. Who's the guy as you've watched and even you know paid attention to some of, of what's gone on in the minor leagues? Who's who's the pitcher that you are most excited about? Is it Castillo? Is it is it going back to Amir Garrett? Is it someone else? Who, who's one of these guys that you look and say this guy is on the right track to be a really really good player here come next year? Well, I still love Cody Reed, and I still love uh, Amir Garrett. Uh, the, the two guys I would say, one is Luis Castillo. He's 24 years old, so he's still young as well. And this guy has just an amazing, amazing changeup, and he's got that high 90s speed. Uh, he's shown some maturity at the big league level. I don't know if he's quite ready to uh, – he's going to have ups and downs. He's a young guy. But I think he's the one guy that, to me, shows a little bit of an ability to hit a little higher ceiling. The other guy, if you want to talk about the bullpen that I'm just infatuated with at this point, is Ariel Hernandez. Yes. Uh, you know, this is a guy the Reds got from uh, in the Rule 5 draft a couple of years ago. The Diamondbacks just left him unprotected, and he throws 100 miles an hour, and he has what is considered by scouts and the other uh, front offices to be one of the top five curveballs in all of baseball. I mean, it's just it's, it's amazing this kind of talent starting to sort of uh, get a infl- little bit of an influx. If we can just find a couple of those guys that can start, and I'm hoping that it's Luis Castillo and, and at least one or two of these other guys – like, you know, it starts to get pretty uh, exciting around here. Jeff, what about uh, you know Nick Senzel and some of the other young guys that have been drafted in the last couple of years? Do you, is it too early for for let's take Senzel in particular? Is it is it too early for him? Is it do you bring him up bring him up too soon and risk uh, I guess um, impeding his development and maybe his confidence? Or do you think we see him at some point, maybe even by the end of the year? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds decided to call him up in September of this year. I don't think it will happen. But I wouldn't be surprised when the rosters expand if they bring him up and give him a little taste because, I mean, he's in Double A now. He's uh, he's done nothing since he was drafted number two overall last year to show that he can't that he's not on the track to be who they expected him to be, which is just a, a really good uh, hitter. I mean, this guy can just he can hit. He has a, uh, an approach at the plate that uh, Votto may be the only guy in the, in the organization that has a better approach at the plate. He kn- knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's a college guy, though. So when you talk about pushing him a little quickly, he, he's already sort of uh, where the Reds would hope he t- could be in terms of being able to take that next leap to uh, the majors. Luis Castillo was in double-A when he came to the majors. A lot of guys come from double-A to the majors. If not this year, he will he will be in Cincinnati for good to stay at some point next year. And then when you start talking about is this roster, like we talked about earlier, one that can compete, well, you know, maybe he takes over at third base. Maybe they move uh, Eugenio Suarez to second base if Peraza mm-hmm. doesn't show he can do it. So, I mean, there are a lot of options, a lot of moving parts. 
but there are some pieces in play here that uh, it really it's it's exciting. No, there's there's no question, and that's one thing this team has been, and, and it's kind of been the theme of, of what I've talked about on a lot of the extra-inning shows, is while they may not be winning, that there's an excitement level to this team. There's also an excitement aspect to watching the development, and and the more we see the, the competition, you know, people all, well, you can't replace Suarez. He's been great. Well, of course he's been great, but or good organizations try to replace every player at all times in a way. You know what I mean? You're always trying to sure. get, get better. and You're never like, okay, we're, we're good there. We're, we don't need to focus on that. No, good organizations, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, say, how can we find someone better and cheaper than that guy? And let's get him in there. And and I, I think we're, we're seeing some of that, and I hope, and I think we'll see more of it here come the second half of the season. And that's what I talk about with the Jesse Winker and Scott Shebler and Adam Duvall or with Nick Senzel and, uh, and Eugenio Suarez. Like he said, man, these are great problems to have. you got talented <laughs> players all over the that's place. Right. You know, uh, let's take the most talented ones and go win uh, some baseball games. There you go. Uh, last question I wanted to ask you because you guys wrote about this on uh, on your website, the Red Leg Nation. Make sure you guys check it out. Great resource. Um, and it was kind of more the discussion last week, but but trading Rysel and Glacius, is that something you think, and that's maybe not so much in the news anymore, but is that something you think, if not even this year, is something next year? Is, is that a, a good move? Could it be a good move for the Reds to do that? Or do you say, look, this is a, a young guy with still four years on his contract that when the Reds are good and the Reds are in need of a closer, you're not searching for him because he's right here. You know, things can happen quickly. Is he, is he a piece that should be strongly considered to trade or, 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 or let, let go of that and let him be on this team for a long time? Well, I think you have to start from the perspective of, no one in this entire organization is untouchable. Everyone's available at the right price. Yes. You know, if the Angels want to offer up Mike Trout for somebody, we're going to take that. Um, so the Reds should not trade him for Bronson Arroyo right now, straight up. Please, I'll make that. I'll make that deal. <laughs> you'll right drive. Now, you'll yeah. drive him down to the ballpark. That's right. There you go. Yes, and I, I love Bronson, but uh, yeah, we'll do that. You know, if you start from that perspective, you think, well, then the Reds should explore. Uh, closers are sort of an overvalued commodity in baseball. Iglesias is a great one. He, I love watching him pitch. He's probably the most talented pitcher in the entire organization, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but if someone wants to overpay for him, then, yeah, the Reds should consider. If the Nationals, they need a closer. If they want to really uh, sort of offer the sun and the moon for Iglesias, yeah, you consider it. I think you have yeah. to be overwhelmed, given the fact that he's already an elite reliever, and the Reds do have him for the next four years, and he could be a key part of the next good Reds team. But that doesn't mean if someone wants to offer you some kind of crazy deal for him that you wouldn't take him. So, yeah, I think about it, and I, I ask for a lot. And if uh, the Nationals or someone else wants to uh, you know, meet my asking price, then you've improved the organization yeah. maybe in two or three other areas. Come on. Uh, yeah, let's do a deal. Chad, there, there's two kind of Boyman family principles out there. Number one is if you want something done right, you do it yourself. Number two is everything is for sale. Everything the Boyman Zones is for sure. I love my house. But if someone knocked on my door and said, I'm going to give you this for your house, I'd say, where do I sign? So in that theme, yes, Dick Williams' phone should always be open. No one is off the table. And, and look, you, you never know what crazy offer a desperate team happens to make. You, you never know. So why, why be against that, that sort of thing? Absolutely. Well, you know, we get attached to these players, uh, yes. you know, and, and, and we get sentimental about them as Red. Dick Williams can't afford to be sentimental. You know, he, he has to look at it like, if I can improve this team and trade away some guy that we really like, like an Iglesias or anyone, 
If that's going to help us improve as an organization, you have to do it. And those are the difficult decisions they have to make, but uh, you can't do it based on sentiment. So be it. Well, you're right. And I think we all can agree. I think things are at least heading in in the right direction. Make sure you guys check out redlegnation.com. Some great red stuff out there every single day. Chad, we appreciate your time, buddy. We'll talk soon. I can't wait. Thank you very much. Chad Dotson. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 